Hello, I'm Conward Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today, we'll be talking with members of the Genesis House team, Stevie, a co-founder and engineer, Mac, another co-founder and engineer, and John, an engineer. Genesis House is a Cardano NFT marketplace that is working to introduce auctioning capabilities and is quickly moving into other spaces. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Genesis House team. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. There are a couple of questions I always ask. To begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your background, what drew you into crypto in general? Yeah, so I'm Stevie, I'm the founder and CEO of Genesis House. Um, I have John with me. I'll let him introduce himself first. I'm John. Uh, I am in crypto as of 2009 or 10. My friend and I were talking about mining Bitcoin. We ran the costs and decided not to because we wouldn't recover our electricity. Um, yeah, so that was disappointing. But since then, I've been halfway in, halfway out. And then 2017, jumped in a little more and then started coding about a year ago. And Stevie gave me an opportunity to help with Genesis House. And so that's where I'm at. Yeah, John, John's an amazing uh, front end engineer. And uh, yeah, on my side, I have been uh, in crypto for a long time. And uh, I think it just made sense to me when I first got started to be able to trade digital goods as well as coins, sorry for this light. Um, and uh, yeah, so it just made perfect sense to me. And once I studied a little bit of like the technology that underpins crypt, uh, uh, cryptocurrency in general, it just made a lot of sense to me. And I, I thought it was a game changer. So I got interested really early and uh, Cardano in particularly in particular, just kind of stuck out to me because of its kind of functional nature and its like research-driven approach. I know a lot of people, for example, get into cryptocurrency, whether it be early, like 2009, 2010, that's really early. But a lot of people, for example, especially with Cardano, since it more so had its genesis in 2017, get in for the financial aspect. And then it's the ideals or the ideas behind it that really suck them in or pull them into it. So it's sounding at least a little bit similar to that. Maybe for Stevie, I hopped in because we were like trying to figure out ways to make money because we weren't allowed to work yet. We were just too young. So, um, but yes, uh, the libertarian stuff, uh, if that's, you know, like decentralized type of thing. Um, yeah, I love it because that. So could you guys give us a quick rundown of what Genesis House is? Yeah. So we are a smart contract powered uh, NFT marketplace right now solely on Cardano. And I think what really differentiates us is kind of our decision-making is all centered around backing the creators. So we kind of have this ethos of first and foremost, thinking about the creators as almost small business entrepreneurs and trying to figure out what the tools are and pain points are of these uh, creators and how we can support them. So that's kind of like our big differentiating factor. We really focus on uh, just building whatever we can to support the creators. It just happens to be that a marketplace is the first one that we thought was really, really fundamental and important for our creators. 
NFT marketplaces, that's an interesting place to start. What made you guys decide to build it on Cardano as opposed to, for example, Ethereum or other platforms that have NFTs available? I'm pretty excited to hear this answer because I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, I, go for it, Mac. Yeah, sorry. Hey, uh, thanks for having us. I, uh, Mac, one of the devs of Genesis. But uh, for me, I you know, was into Cardano like a year ago and stuff and, and, and various NF, you know, cryptos. And then I was on um, OpenSea and using ETH a little bit, and I bought a few. And I was like, man, this is fun, but, um, you know, wow, that was an expensive little dinosaur I just got, for example. And then I had known about Cardano and, and just generally been a fan of the tech. And as soon as they were able to do, you know, NFTs in the spring, I was like, wow, like, this is what I'm talking about. Cool art, but um, without breaking the bank and gas fees. So I was just a user. Um, and then we, Stevie and I and our friends started working on it. Like, how do we make something better than what's out there and um because yeah i just loved the cardano experience versus eth as far as nfts and then we started looking you know um how can we improve this experience for other users and stuff oh yeah because i know i'm a bit partial when it comes to the cardano ethos and the ecosystem itself and noticing for example i remember i started out in ethereum and again the gas fees i remember just moving from wallet to wallet like off of coinbase and it was just expensive but I know Ethereum was a good gateway into it, and I know it obviously has a bigger market cap. So a lot of people look to Ethereum as having more validity. So I didn't know if Genesis House went, oh, we were focusing on Cardano for that aspect, or, but I know it's quite popular to use Cardano as an alternative due to, for example, that high transaction. I would say that's a really compelling part of being on Cardano is the fact that you know, doing things like making offers or bids is not financially cumbersome. Um, and so there are a lot of things that you can do with just lower transaction fees. I would say from an architectural standpoint, there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of lowering the fees, because if you want to have like a rapid auction, like the last three minutes, it's still kind of cumbersome, but uh, it is definitely way better than ETH in that sense. Um, I think one of the things that like I've noticed on Cardano in particular was that uh, the art itself is pretty solid and uh, there's a good amount of like kind of new creators on Cardano. And I think that's also particularly compelling. Um, they're more focused on the art. And I mean, certainly we have our share of collectible 10 K collections, but there's also a large group of just straight artists who are just surprised and, you know, really thrilled to be possibly making money on a blockchain. I know that with a lot of NFT buyers, and if we're actually working on a video talking about NFT buyers, you've got the art collectors, you've got the NFT buyers who are looking for additional utility with the NFT. You've got, of course, the investors, the type that are looking to, as you were saying, these 10,000 collections as a investment vehicle. But it's, it's interesting to see how that all has come together. But I did have a question with regards to, since we're talking about the NFT marketplaces, of course... Um, what sets Genesis House apart from its competition, such as CNFT.io? Yeah, I think it's really, again, kind of that focus around the creators. Um, I think uh, the other marketplaces in particular have done a ton for the ecosystem. And, but the way I kind of see this playing out is just generally that this is a, a ecosystem that's still growing. It's a rapidly growing uh, market. And I think for us, our take is, you know, let's focus on the creator. Let's see what they need. We're going to do 
a bunch of things that these other marketplaces just won't want to focus on even, uh, nor does it really make sense for them to. But um, as we, as the market keeps growing, we'll find out like uh, the different specialties that kind of each marketplace or ecosystem has. And for us, it's, it's really about kind of like being a B2B business almost like how do we really, really help these creators? Um, yeah, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah, I think also one of our benefits of being a little smaller team or compared to the big one like FTIO, like you mentioned, that we're pretty agile. Like if we get a tweet or, or some Discord message about a feature or something that would really help the users, like we've done same day implementations, you know, the next day. So we we feel like we're really responsive because that's we do care about the community. You know, that's what we focus on first. So, yeah, we, we're very responsive and our, our customer service is pretty quick. Um, and we've got a lot of compliments about that, for example. Oh, yeah. And when I went to GenesisHouse.io, I noticed you guys, for example, have smart contracts, which I also noticed. So CNFT.io was a fantastic first marketplace for NFTs. There wasn't a whole lot of competition when it came about. And this was not eh, a little bit pre um, smart contracts for NFTs, but I did notice, as I said prior, you guys have smart contracts on your platform. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, I mean, we rolled out smart contracts. I think we were actually the first to ever release it in a sort of public beta. It came shortly after Barry from Space Buds like proved that it was possible. Um, yeah, and we've just found that that experience uh, from a user's perspective, is just like vastly superior from the escrow model. Uh, we're really excited because this is just the beginning, like smart contracts literally rolled out like a few months ago. And um, we're really at the beginning stages. I think once wider wallet support comes out, it will be the norm. And uh, most people are gonna have like a much, much nicer buying experience. Um, one thing to speak on in terms of smart contracts across the ecosystem is that I think um, in terms of what we've done and some other marketplaces have done is by coming out with smart contracts, we're really trying to push the ecosystem forward. We kind of see ourselves in a spot of almost being a trailblazer and kind of making sure we set and try to do new things to try to move the community kind of forward. With smart contracts, um, I'm curious as to what smart contracts you guys either have implemented or will implement in the future. But it's kind of the, at least the second wave of marketplaces have included um, smart contracts. And whether that be, for example, royalties on transactions so that let's say if you're Beeples, you sell your NFT and you can get, for example, 1% back on any transactions in the future. So, for example, it may only be one time if somebody's an art collector and they have no intentions of selling. But then if you're selling it as a possible investment vehicle or somebody views it as an investment vehicle, then every time they sell it, let's say they sell it originally for 100 ADA, you get 1% back, you get that one ADA. When they sell it, let's say for 10 or for 1,000 ADA, you get 10 ADA off that transaction. I know there's a lot of uses for it, but I'm curious what uses are you guys providing for? Yeah, I think uh, personally, and you know, you know, you guys can speak as you feel, um, but personally, I think, Royalties is like probably one of the most crucial things for an artist. And again, coming from like that perspective of Genesis House trying to back creators as much as we can, it just seems like the first and possibly most fundamental thing in uh, NFTs beyond the NFT itself. And so with every contract moving forward, we do try to make sure that we implement royalties first and foremost before trying to deploy it now. Um, 
And we were actually the, you know, the one of the first uh, to ever, you know, even really try to implement royalties. It was it was possible off chain, so we just decided we could do it, um, like kind of manually by trying to figure out like what kinds of royalties certain artists wanted. And now it's incorporated into the smart contract. So in every single smart contract moving forward, we'll have those royalties. Um, and to speak on kind of the smart contracts that we have in the roadmap is uh, obviously offers is a big one that we're, we're really, really excited about. Meaning, you know, you can place a bid on a piece that maybe you want, but maybe not at the price that it's listed at. And uh, probably auctions is probably a pretty safe one to talk about that we think is like almost certainly going to come out, you know, in the future. Yeah, I'll just mention on royalties too, Conway. Sorry. Yeah, we we started early, like Stevie said, manually, and now yeah, it's um now it's becoming you know default, and a lot of other markets are adding it. But yeah, we we thought early on that royalties obviously would be important to artists, so we wanted to make it important to us. So so like you said, we honor the recently implemented you know CIP twenty seven like um, royalty token uh, process. So yeah, anytime we verify projects, we look for that token, and it's um yeah, it's something we do with all our contracts now. So, oh, and the, you can see the preview royalty distribution when you're, when you're selling a piece or buying a piece, um, you know, on the site. So. Oh yeah. And the one thing I liked when I looked at your site is that you, for each piece, if I go and I look at what's being sold, it tells you, oh, they take a 0% royalty or they take a 1%. As an American, I know when you go to the store, you buy something, you don't know what that tax is. You don't know what it's going to be until you get up there and being able to see how much it's going to cost, how much you're going to actually get. That's, that's huge as either a buyer or a seller for that transparency to be there. Yeah. I think that's, it's super crucial. And again, I think it's like, basically it's revolutionary in the fact that you're able to track uh, transfers of an asset from one person to another or from, from one wallet to another. I think it's, it's a game changing aspect of, of any blockchain really. So it's like super important that like we incorporate it uh, first and foremost, but I'm also really excited just to see what's in the future for, you know, copyrights and royalties and how we can enforce those across art, you know, movies, even uh, it could be domain names. I mean, that's a new one now that we're talking about in the ecosystem, uh, but across the board, this is uncharted territory, the ability to be able to track an asset um, from one person to another. I mean, We've had this issue for decades, uh, going as far back as like you know torrenting songs and being able to play them, um, you know, ripping off DVDs. Like this is almost a solution for it, and so like it is really early, and you know it's super important to us, and it's just exciting to see where we go from here. As you said, it's an interesting thing since like Napster, since LimeWire, all these. It's been a problem people have been really battling with for years, if not decades, and. Something, for example, it's going to be interesting to see how legislation jumps into this, how the smart contracts are going to be used to follow suit on that, because I'll see on certain NFT projects, they might have like something that's blatantly from Disney or something that's blatantly from Nickelodeon. And I'm like, oh, like that might be OK right now, but I don't know how that's going to work in the future. So I'm glad that you guys are trying to at least see where that goes. Yeah, I think it's one of the most interesting parts. I mean, John or Mac, feel free to speak on this as well. But I think it's one of the most interesting parts of like what we're doing. Um, obviously, yeah. The thing is, like, because it's public and it's on a blockchain, like, I think uh, personally, I think legislation could be more enforced on something like this, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, 
like that we set precedent for what could be enforceable and what, what's not enforceable. Uh, but I think there's probably going to be different ways to do a, to do the transfer of copyrights almost from one person to another. So let's say you have an asset that you think is your own personal design. How can you, uh, can you, can you maybe like pass on a certain type of, uh, like rights to remix it or do whatever to from one wallet to another, if that makes sense. And uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the boundaries are drawn between what's unique and what's a remix of something, if that makes sense. I'm in the same field. And I, I know right now, I feel like we're just scratching the surface on the capabilities with, for example, creating collectibles or creating different projects or just artworks. And I'm sure NFTs in the future will be deeds or contracts like contractual obligations so what nfts do you guys provide for or host on genesis house for example i know that there are just jpegs or gifs or gifs depending on how you wish to say it there's also now some nfts that if you were to go to pool.pm you can see that they play music or they have a music player attached to it so what kind of nfts does your platform support um, well, we sent, we support basically the standard of a JPEG, PNGs, most image images, including GIFs. Um, we also support MP4s and movie files. Um, we're working on audio support, uh, but there are like, you know, certainly going to be new types of media that we are going to probably encounter. And as soon as we see uh, like a significant demand for them, we'll support them. I mean, our goal is to support as much as we can. Um but yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what, what types of new kinds of multimedia come out. It's just, it's been exponential. It really has. I, I remember saying at some point we're going to have music NFTs. And this was in like a Twitter space with a few other people from the Cardano community. And they're like, we've already got that. I'm like, wait, I thought Charles had just talked about working with an EDM producer to create music on Cardano. And they're like, somebody's already doing it. And I'm like, Wow. So I know it's hard to keep up with because it just it keeps there's so many people trying to build so much stuff that it just keeps on rolling like exponentially. So so it's really hard to keep up. with. I'm glad that, again, you guys are kind of looking towards the future on that, because what it looks like now, 10 years from now, might not even be recognizable. I personally completely agree. I think we're yeah, like I said, just in the beginning. And uh, as people get more creative and create more creative, I think. Some things like we're not going to even be able to display. I know, for example, one collection that I have been kind of a fan of is called Threefold Bold. And really what their token is, is it's almost like a ticket into an experience rather than, you know, the, the NFT like image or face value being what's being provided there. I mean, that is the argument for community, but beyond community, I'm sure there's going to be just so many things that come out that that won't be easily understandable. And those are like really interesting UX, uh, you know, problems to kind of solve. How do we display the value of an NFT without it just being, you know, the image. I have seen actually, they were part of a Twitter space. We had threefold bold. They have a very nineties grunge type of environment with their NFTs. And I saw that and it, it's quite phenomenal. So it, it, as you said, it's interesting. I've seen it for tickets. I've seen it for, somebody putting out their first ever album on the blockchain just because we have to keep in mind it's it's data so you can put just about any form of data on these things as well whether it's mp3 gif gif jpeg all these things can be put on there 
Yeah, I think I think I think art was kind of the first frontier and is is an easily digestible one and that therefore the one that made sense at the at the time and it still does now but I I do think we're kind of transitioning into a period where people are thinking holy crap like this NFT thing can be applied to so many different use cases um so we'll see them like permeate society I'm pretty confident that that's going to be the case um you know, as you said, it really an NFT is, in a sense, a, a ticket or a membership into something, and that can be anything you want it to be. And so, yeah, really excited. I think there's just going to be a, a huge variety of what what it what it can represent. Uh, Con, I want to say you mentioned like on-chain data and stuff. Um, one thing Stevie and I kind of both like, and you know, Jonathan maybe too, is like um, all on-chain projects or on-chain entirely. You know, I think those are super cool. Like the unsigs and the um, Jurassic Unchains, for example, where everything's on chain um, and nothing wrong with IPFS. I just think it's kind of cool that, you know, way down the line, you can still go back and find everything you need for Jurassic Unchained, you know, right there on the blockchain. So. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. And there's a couple, for example, um, Stellar Hood. They have, for example, interactable NFTs that are all on chain. And it's just interesting to me to be able to see some of these NFT creators take okay you can only fit this much data on the chain like as opposed to having a link that takes you elsewhere to just put it directly on the cardano blockchain layer one you have to fit it within a certain amount of kilobytes or megabytes etc and that's impeccable just to see some of that stellar stellar hood's really impressive i agree yeah and so one question to jump back to genesis house as a platform um what functionalities are there currently so if i were an nft project that wanted to my my nfts on your platform um can so people can buy can they sell can is auctioning currently there or is there a beta form um how would i get my project verified is there that like what are all the functionalities on genesis house yeah i mean uh, we have the core of most of the functionality that you would expect from any marketplace so buy and sell is you know pretty straightforward you hook up your nami wallet you so make an account, you sign up, and then you just connect your wallet from uh, from our you know dashboard tab, and then you pick which NFT you want to list, and from there you're you're good. And then if you're on the buyer, you just find the NFT that we you, you're trying to purchase. Same thing on the buyer side. Connect your Nami wallet, to sign it, confirm that you actually want to spend X amount of ADA for for this NFT. You sign it, and then it should pretty much you know just transfer from there. Um, some other functionality that we do support and uh, coming down the line is obviously offers is the big one that we have been thinking about a lot, working pretty hard on. Um, and uh, as far as verification goes, we try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, we have a pretty straightforward process. And if anybody you know who's watching this wants to get verified, just feel free to you know DM us on Twitter or go on genesishouse.io. Just use the chat bubble on the bottom. It's really there for you know anybody to to talk to us about anything, and so uh, we've had some pretty interesting conversations on there that are like completely unrelated. But uh, verification is probably the biggest uh, kind of topic, so you know you can get started right there. There's going to be somebody to help you out uh, most days of the week, and uh, you'll probably get verified within you know a day, two days at most. No, I just want to say we, uh, like, see, we do take pride in our verification system. Like, we, you know, not not all artists have a huge following, or maybe they're individual artists, and so we definitely like to cater to them and to any artist. And you don't have to have a huge following to get verified with us. Just, you know, 
talk with us and, and we'll make sure your work is legit and, and it's not, you know, it is what it represents. And we also, you know, we with we go with the lock for our verified symbol and not a check because like we're just we're just saying that this piece belongs to the policy it says. And um, and that's all. So we, we make it simple. And yet, you know, that's all we're guaranteeing. So that's um, something we do. I like that you guys are quite open about that. And I can say personally from experience, they're very quick in response. It's fantastic experience. You're you're not going to have, for example, I won't point names at certain platforms, but you won't have to wait weeks to get your policy ID confirmed that it's fantastic. I can tell you that from personal experience. Oh, that's so good to hear. I mean, it warms my heart. <laughs> I'm sure the teams as well. It's, it's great to hear that. I mean, that's something that we try to take pride in, as Max said, and we are trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, we don't want that to be a barrier for anything. Um, but again, the, it comes with the the balance between what kinds of things. We, all we're doing is saying you, this collection has this policy ID, and uh, we try not to make any guarantees on the quality of our, or nor do we try to judge it um, beyond what we think is fairly objective, at least at this point. Something that's interesting about your platform, have you guys ever been compared, for example, to eBay or being with the auction functionality? That just was one of the first when I saw that, and I'm like, Genesis Auction House. I'm like, ah, that's going to be like NFT eBay. That's interesting. John, I'm going to let you take this one after I give my quick quick uh, response because I want to hear what you have to say, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like technology perspective, it's almost all the same functionality as as an eBay. At least at this moment, I think it's going to change drastically and you know, shift more and more away from eBay. Um, but as a, as apart from eBay, I would say like I like Etsy more as like a, <clears throat> a way to see it because it's almost like you know here are these small businesses trying to make a living and uh, let's support them. Uh, and uh, what else would I say about that? Yeah, I think I think it's that's a fairly accurate depiction of the actual technology and the the platform itself in terms of functionality. I would like to compare ourselves to like a a Sotheby's auction house uh, or something like that. But uh, eBay works as well. I mean, they're pretty close. So um, I have an investor friend. He's actually my best friend. He's, my, he's, the investor is his dad. But he was talking to Etsy at one point. Um, this was a long time ago, so it's probably fine to talk about. But he didn't actually invest in them because uh, they're small businesses. And the biggest thing they have is the shipping issue. So if they could have free shipping, the business model would explode. It still exploded because they figured that part out, but that was like the big bottleneck. But on Cardano, the shipping fee is very low. Um, so it's like digital assets. We're like Etsy more than eBay, I think. And so um, we don't have that bottleneck. So it's, it's just like caps wide off, um, right off. So um, anyway, so that's exciting. I like that. Less eBay, more Etsy. Oh, no, I was just going with the pure auctioning functionality of eBay. But no, I having used Etsy many times before, it is interesting, actually, and probably a more apt comparison if we're talking about business as opposed to the functionality of of auctioning, for example, on eBay, that you've got a bunch of small creators or a bunch of creators in general who are working to to build their business, build their brand. And they're doing it through the NFTs they produce using these platforms. So I, I completely agree. It's probably a more apt business-wise to say Etsy functionality for the auctioning portion, eBay. I would say one thing that we are trying to do, and this kind of goes against 
John's point, and we, we have been discussing it is, is how do we implement merch? Um, so we have like a pretty solid partnership with merchandising distributors. And that's actually something that I think is going to be really, really big for NFTs overall. So, you know, look out, be on the lookout for, you know, the ability to be able to, as a creator, to be able to provide, you know, hoodies, t-shirts, baseball cards, and whatever as merchandising on Genesis, as well as you know, just your NFT. Uh, on the merch topic, yeah, like we think, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, you know, we get it and we, we, we're all into Cardano and digital stuff, but so many people just don't get it or can't get with it without something physical. So yeah, people I talk to that aren't familiar with the space as much, yeah, they really get down with the idea of linking it to something physical. So um, hopefully I think that'll entice people in the future. So. And, es- and especially if you own the, uh, the rights to that, image so yes i was incorrect stevie corrected me <laughs> but if you own the uh, image image rights or um they're basically intellectual property for the design uh that's a good incentive to hold that nft and it can make some more valuable than others i mean you see t-shirts that just it, it defiles the mind or defies the mind where they just sell a ton and it's like rafiki meditating in like a multi-dimensional whatever and it's just like from the lion king or like 1995 but somehow these t-shirts are flying off the shelf suddenly in 2020 and so it's just you know any one nft can be that nft that allows you to make some money while you're producing um just you know standard standard products that have the design on them it's sometimes it's the something that you didn't think would sell that sells like it can be just a smiley face that becomes a symbol that sells like hardcore on t-shirts or other things, for example, can kind of blur the lines between digital and physical. Like there's one project that's creating a type of electronic that will display your NFTs from the wallet. So that will connect to your wallet and can slideshow through or it can just show your favorite NFTs. So it's interesting to see it. these additional merchandises being produced to supplement this market, of course. Yeah, those digital frames I've seen like, oh, I want to give my nephew or my girlfriend an NFT for Christmas. And like some of those you know, other like give a hardware wallet or the digital frame. Like that's pretty cool. And yeah, people love artwork in their house, you know, and, um, and like I said, either a print or digital, like it, there's so many uses. And yeah, I think that's going to be popular for sure. Um, One question that's kind of a little bit away from Genesis House, but towards NFTs in general are where do you think the market will be in five to 10 years or what do you hope? to see the NFT market go or direction for it to go in the next five to 10 years? I can go first and then I guess everybody else can say what they think. I think five to 10 years, everybody's going to have NFTs. It's going to be pretty much a common day thing. I think we'll see NFTs explode in real estate, uh, probably for deeds and things like that, as well as in decentralized identities. Um, obviously, on Cardano, everybody kind of understands that with Hoskinson's kind of efforts in like Africa. Um, and I think uh, eventually, I, I think the big thing is around like authenticity is is really the problem that the technology solves. Um, but I think it'll also be a way to uh, represent membership into any sort of club. Um, a, a really interesting example is like OnlyFans. Um, I actually think, you know, if you are subscribed to somebody, it's almost like that is basically the equivalent of having an NFT for that creator. It's almost like a membership in a way to follow somebody or to get kind of a more intimate view into 
maybe a celebrity or somebody that you really want to just follow and be part of a certain community that is tight knit. So yeah, I guess my take is it'll, it'll permeate like pretty much our everyday lives um, in five to 10 years. And I think it'll be a big part of memberships. And I think it'll also solve the problem of fakes um, across both physical and digital goods. Yeah. So basically agreeing with everything Stevie said, um, there's an interesting project on Cardano already. I was in the shipping space and shipping is a nightmare. Um, so they had taken NFTs on Cardano and they were able to track the authenticity of some uh, South, I think it was South American wine all the way through up to the North. And that's really hard to do. And there's a lot of fake wine. It's like 2 billion, I think a year in fake products. So that's just one little thing that like, who would know about that? I, I was just in 3PL. So I was just interested and then looked into it. But there's a ton of things that authenticity can solve. Um, so, and it's not just Cardano. Uh, Cardano is not set up for like uh, tickets. If you're like trying to get into the resale of tickets, like Solana, I think we'll run the table on that. Um, but anyway, it's not investing advice. It's just, there's going to be a lot of different chains for a lot of different use cases. Cardano will be a big part of it. Um, that doesn't require user accounts, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be super exciting and who knows, who knows where it's going to be in three months, really? Like who could tell, um, it's moving really fast. So it'll be exciting in five to 10 years. It'll be probably like as ubiquitous as the internet. So. Yeah, I think I agree. The end, like, um, unrecognizable, I'd say probably the biggest, word I would say like it just be so fast like you said it's moving it'd be so hard to tell and um but I think yeah I think ready player one's pretty accurate and everyone's gonna have you know but even besides the metaverse like uh Call of Duty like skins and Fortnite I think it's all gonna be tokenized and even in a way people don't think about like Steve said real estate um you know art um to- tokenization I think as a whole not just Cardano or NFT will be way more ubiquitous, I think, too. And like like the DMV, like your driver's license number is just a fingerprint. It could it might as well be a fingerprint on the blockchain, right? So yeah, I think it's a big future thing for sure. The interesting thing is with having smart contracts, that can be set up quite easily and make it so you don't have these like expensive escrow services. Be able to, for example, say, let's say I'm wanting to buy this house. So it requires, for example, monthly for me to have a certain amount of DUSD in my wallet so that it can take that out. And after so many payments or once a certain, it can be this or that. So either after a certain amount of time and these many payments have been done, you get the deed to the house. So the NFT there, or it could be once this amount is paid off, then you get the deed. So this or that type of completion to the contract. And something that's interesting to go a little bit on what um, Mac had said it's an interesting concept to have NFTs, for example, for gaming. We like gamers are kind of the digital natives and have this idea of being able to buy a digital good. Like if you're a CSGO player, you might buy a skin for a knife or for a gun or whatnot that you'll use. And the problem is, is it's centralized. If you get kicked off that platform, you get banned from that platform. You, let's say you bought a knife for, or a skin for a knife for $700. You're now out all that money. You don't have access to that or you're forced to sell it only on Steam's platform where you might be able to take it elsewhere and sell it. So I, I think that's an interesting point, Mac, for sure. Are there any announcements that you have for the community with regards to Genesis House? Yeah, I think we're we're about to launch a couple really new great features 
in the upcoming weeks, I'd say one to two weeks. Um, offers is a big one where we've drastically improved our user interface. Um, we've stabilized our smart contracts pretty significantly. But the big features are rarities across almost all of our collections where it's possible. So being able to see a collectibles uh, trait and say, you know, this is a 3% of the collection as this or, or that, as well as the ability to see all uh, items of any policy, um, whether or not they're for sale. And then offers is, a, is the other one. I would say the kind of like more, uh, you know, kind of not directly in, in the marketplace line is uh, our merchandising, which has seen kind of like a lot of interest, but we are definitely open to partnering with certain collections. As long as they you know reach out to us, we already have the capabilities to ship out and we'll handle all the logistics and shipping. Um, so if you want to offer, you know, your following of holders, um, the ability to get a one of one, one of one like t-shirt or baseball card or hoodie um, and only that person can ever wear that t-shirt or hoodie. And that sounds interesting to you. Like you should definitely reach out. Um, that's something we're super pumped about internally. It's a less, um, less technically challenging, but uh, to me interesting, um, we have our uh, sales data API endpoints going out. So we got our listings out recently to be included on like token ref and CNFT um, analytics kind of pages. And so our sales data is coming out too. So, you know, um, a lot of people use those to look for, What's selling? Where is it selling? And so getting on there would be important for us. But um, I'm excited about that. So Awesome. And I know as you're kind of alluding to, it's interesting to see on a lot of Twitter posts, people will say, here's the new floor for this. So it's almost like a new trade view to a certain extent for this. So it's interesting that you guys are implementing that. Yeah. Um, one, one reason that got me into it's like, so there's the Adafloorbot. I love Adafloorbot on Twitter. And then um, shows like the top whatever hundred uh, volume projects for and then this other one um, the guy i think is handles like twitter or d uh, crypto twitter burner but he does the bot so he, he made the the gin crypto club sales bot kong bot um space Buzz, all those so yeah and i think it's pretty cool you can see you know real-time sales coming in through twitter and then it'll show the marketplace so um i think that's good info and i think some a lot of people follow those oh no i i know a lot of people do and it, it's just a very information rich Place. So it's fantastic that you guys are trying to be more transparent about that. This has been super informative, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to chat. Before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing, or how can people best support you and your team? Yeah, I guess uh, for us, uh, you can find our socials. Uh, Twitter is where you'll find us uh, pretty frequently, at Genesis House IO. And uh, we have a Discord link there as well, so feel free to join there. Our domain name is genesishouse.io. And uh, yeah, just support us by, you know, listing, um, telling other people in the community about what we're doing. Um, we're really here to back creators. So if you're a creator, you know, reach out to us. We will provide you with a slew of resources that we think are going to really help you thrive as kind of like a small business. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And of course, we will have all the links down in the description below. Um, thank you guys once again for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having us on again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create a better podcast for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review 
And if you had feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo, send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com, or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure to check out our website at crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a Patreon, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and you're looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That is Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Lastly, I want to let our community know about an NFT game slash project that we are working on. The game is called Flooftopia, and more details can be found at flooftopia.org. There you can find access to our Discord server and to other socials, so make sure to check out our website to learn more. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.